What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always with my two co-hosts, John Kegley and David Drogemeyer, three writers from San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, who have been covering the Chargers for four seasons now, doing our own Facebook live show, Chargers Domination Live, which we actually just wrapped up which comes out once a week where you can actually see us go through the motions and do the show. And this is our second season with the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. This Melvin Gordon situation just keeps on keeping on. We have more news out of Melvin Gordon's camp. We just found out today that Melvin Gordon's agent, Demarius Bilbo, don't laugh at the name, requested that the Chargers trade him and formally requested that so we're going to obviously lead off with that today. And then in the second segment today, we're going to be talking about the NFL Top 100. So we're going to break that into three different shows. But today we're going to talk about the guys, the two lowest ranked guys that made the list on the NFL's Top 100 list with the Chargers, many Chargers making that list. And then to wrap things up on the show today, we're going to get into Chargers versus Rams. The Chargers and Rams are having inner squad practices right now and we saw a lot out of that practice today we heard anthony lynn talk about how important those practices are and how much the intensity level gets ratcheted up and so on and so forth so to wrap the show up today we'll talk about what we saw out of there that made us excited and what we can expect to see from that going forward all right guys well let's go ahead and get into it then now you're locked on chargers lead story I'm Daniel Wade with David Drogmeyer and John Kegley. But guys, the big story today in Chargers news comes from Melvin Gordon. Josina Anderson reported today that Demarius Bilbo has told the Chargers that Melvin Gordon wants a trade and they were looking to go and seek out trade partners in which the Chargers actually denied that from them. So Melvin Gordon, we knew it would happen. They said he might request a trade if this was to keep going. But the exact quote is, Chargers running back Melvin Gordon's agent, Demarius Bilbo, tells me he requested a trade last week for his client after the team remained at their initial offer of approximately $10 million a year. GM Tom Telesco told Bilbo, Gordon is still family, but Bilbo was not given permission to seek trade partners. All right, guys. Well, we knew this would be part of the equation with Melvin Gordon if the holdout was to last. We knew they said he might demand a trade, even though it's hard to demand something out of his position of no leverage, David. But Melvin Gordon now has officially requested a trade to be away from the Chargers if they are not willing to pay him. And that is huge news, even though I don't necessarily think it changes the Chargers' minds at this point. No, I don't. I mean, I, I think, you know, hey, good on him for, you know, at least sticking up for himself in business. And, uh, you know, if he knows his, his wealth or knows his worth and he doesn't feel like he's getting that, uh, you know, good for him for standing up for himself. But he has no leverage. The Chargers do not have to trade him. They own his rights. He is under contract. Uh, so, unfortunately, this doesn't do anything in my eyes. I think it's a wasted move because uh, the Chargers hold all the power in this situation. Um, they don't have to trade him. doesn't look like they're going to trade him. And, you know, he's either going to, you know, they're, they are either going to come to a resolution and, and uh, find a contract that works for both parties or he's going to sit out. I mean, that's really the only thing that's going to happen. This doesn't change anything. Well, and we have heard Adam Schefter before say that they are about two to three million 
dollars apart on this. So, John, if they're two to three million dollars apart. That means Melvin Gordon is asking about what we thought. You know, he said he wanted Todd Gurley, David Johnson type of money, and that is around fourteen million. And this is basically showing us that he wants twelve to thirteen million. Do you think that in any way the Chargers will cave and come closer to Melvin Gordon's number right there? Or do you think that the Chargers will absolutely stay firm like they have in the past and are going to keep telling Melvin Gordon, we do not value it at that number and we're going to and we're going to keep it at a number we think is still fair value? I don't think they're ever going to cave. I think they're going to keep it exactly where it's at. And the best the best part about this is if Gordon holds out all the way till week 10, then we will have a healthier Melvin Gordon from week 10 to week 16 and in the playoffs if we end up making it. If he decides to hold out the whole year, we get him another year, and we would have more leverage in this. We, after his, let's say he does play week 10 to week 16 in the playoffs, after the season's over, we could franchise tag him, and there's nothing he can do about it. So we have a lot of leverage. I don't think Gordon has any leverage at all. And the fact that they're giving him $10 million is more than I would give him. I would have given him around $8 million with a lot of incentives in the contract, maybe a little bit more guaranteed money, but more of it in towards the first one or two years of that contract. But other than that, I don't think he's worth $13 million. I don't think the Chargers do either. They obviously do not because they are standing firm so far in their offer, and they think that that is a fair offer. I believe that's a fair offer. You do not see running backs getting paid these, this type of money and we all know what Melvin Gordon's backup situation is. Melvin Gordon has two very capable backups in Justin Jackson and in Austin Eckler that this team, the reports are, feel could make up 80 to 90% of Melvin Gordon's production and then leaning on other offensive weapons like Phillip Rivers and like the receiving core and getting Hunter Henry back to make up the rest of that difference. And I don't necessarily think that's crazy. But with the Melvin Gordon situation, that's where we are right now. Melvin Gordon has officially asked to be traded. So now the question is, guys, how long does it go on? How long until we see Melvin Gordon? And finally, will he be willing to miss all of these game checks in the preseason and continue his holdout into the regular season where he will absolutely have an impact on whether or not the Chargers make the playoffs? Because if he waits out 10 games of the season – that definitely is going to decrease the Chargers' likeliness to make the playoffs again. No matter what that margin is, we don't know. But the Chargers are a better football team with Melvin Gordon on the field. And as of today, we are no closer to that happening. But we do need to have another segment to get into, guys. I want to talk about the NFL's top 100 players. It's something we talk about every year. And it's an exciting time because every player wants to be on this list, just like every player wants a high Madden rating. You know, every player wants to think that they're a top 100 player in the NFL. But let's go ahead and get into that right after this. First, I need to tell you, of course, about my favorite blue friends over at BlueChew.com. That's BlueChew.com, blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And guys, right now, the best part about Blue Chew is no more awkwardness. Nobody wants to have this talk. And it's not only about if you can or can't. It's about boosting your overall performance. And if you want to do that, you don't have to worry about in-person doctor visits. 
You don't have to worry about waiting in line at the pharmacy. And if you use our special offer to get this for free, it'll show up in a discreet package at your house. And since it's made in the USA, it's going to be much cheaper as well. And like I said, we have a special deal for you guys because you can visit bluechew.com right now and get your first shipment for free when you use the special promo code locked on. You guys know that John loves Blue Chew. You know that David loves Blue Chew. I love Blue Chew. And you can get it for free with the promo code locked on. All you got to do is pay $5 in shipping. You get the product for free. That's B L U E Chew.com. Promo code locked on, guys. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. All right, guys, now it's time to get into the next segment of the day, talking about the NFL's top 100 list. We don't want to spend a show just talking about this, so we're going to be ta- you know, kind of throwing a couple guys in there and debating two guys at once just so we have time to really break down where these guys are at and if they're you know properly rated on here or if they're not. So I also want to say first, guys, there's a couple of guys before we get into the guys who made the list that didn't make the list, David. And I know there's one that upsets you a lot. Because Desmond King did not make the NFL's top 100 list. And that is even with other Chargers, six other Chargers made the NFL top 100 list. But Desmond King was not one of them. Yeah, it's an absolute travesty, Daniel. I I really can't uh, understand or fathom what was going through the players' minds when they made this list and decided not to add uh, add an all-pro player at two different positions into this list. I know he's not an outside corner. I know he's a a slot corner and that's not the sexiest of positions, but he was absolutely one of the best at his positions in the NFL last year. And he deserves that recognition. And the fact that he's not on this list is, is completely ridiculous. And it kind of takes some of the validity uh, uh, out of this list or takes some of the legitimacy out of it as well. Right, he does play the slot corner position, which isn't as glorified as, you know, being on Revis Island and players on the outside with corners. But all of the corners that made this list, whether it's Stephon Gilmore or Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey, or even Kyle Fuller, all of the guys that made the list were outside cornerbacks. So that definitely had to play a part in it. But a guy that's been graded as a top two coverage corner the last two seasons, a guy that's already been named all-pro and pro-bowler, it just it didn't make sense for me that he wouldn't be on this list. But the two guys we're talking about today, John, are Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Melvin Ingram comes in at 48, which is above Joey Bosa, after coming in at 76 last year and not on the list in 2017. While Joey Bosa has made his way from 127 to number 12017 and then 37 last year, now he drops to 56 after only playing less than half the season last year. Do you have any issue with where those guys show up on this list? Not really. I think they both deserve where they're ranked. I I would personally believe that Desmond King belongs in Ingram's spot more than Ingram does, but I don't fault having Ingram at 48 either, if that makes sense. I believe Ingram and Boza belong kind of where they're at. I, Boza, should, based on what the type of player he is, should have actually went up from 37 to a higher number like maybe towards the 25-ish area in my mind. But at the same time, he didn't play a full season. He played less than half, as you mentioned. So I think that makes him drop, but he still is so good that he deserves to be in the top 100, top 60. With Ingram, he's been so good stepping in the, into the Joey Bosa role that he deserves to be in the top 50 list by far, even though he hasn't put up the same 
kind of production we expect him to. The numbers he was putting up even before Boza came when he was getting sacks and interceptions. He hasn't been putting those kind of numbers up. But he still belongs at 48 just because of how much he's done in Boza's absence. Yeah, I think with that, it's hard to really say what this list is actually talking about. Are you talking about these players right now? Because I think if you're talking about a fully healthy Joey Bosa, it surprises me to think that these players think of Melvin Ingram as a better player. But they also don't have Le'Veon Bell on this list who didn't play last year, which makes me think that they are taking some of last year into account when talking about the 100 best players of 2019, David. But these guys right now, I mean... Melvin Ingram, I don't know if he should be higher than Joey Bosa, but if both of these guys were to stay healthy for all 16 games this season, I don't think it's out of the question if the Chargers were to make the playoffs again. I think if these guys combine for 25-ish sacks, I think they could both be in the top 40, under 40. I think that these guys could even be higher than they are this year. And I think Joey Bosa has a chance to do so well this season, David, that he gets into the top 10 to 15 players on this list by ne- the time next year starts. And he has every incentive to do that, Daniel, because the better he does, the more dollars get added to his future contract. So he absolutely is going to go out there and try to stay healthy and ball out as much as possible because it's just more dollars that he's going to earn. And if he and Melvin Ingram stay healthy – I think, you know, that's a modest sack total. I think they could easily surpass 30 if both of them each play easily? 16 games. Easily? easily. I think easily. I think they easily surpass 15 apiece if they are both healthy all year long. They make each other better, and they make everybody on the team better with them on the field wreaking havoc. And I mean, we, also I- we have the defensive line being improved so that can actually sure. help improve those sack totals i agree and having each other on the opposite ends of that line absolutely improves their stock as well but at the same time i mean 15 sacks would be a career high for either one of those guys to so to say that they're going to surpass 15 sacks each easily i'm not on that boat yet but i do think that having these guys if they were to play a full season having the defense that they have right now which i think this the floor for this defense is a top 10 defense. I think that's the floor for this defense. Just to give you an example of how highly I think of this defense. I mean, it, it's going to be ridiculous, but Joey Bosa for sure is the guy that on this list next season, I could easily be seeing in the top 20, maybe even the top 10 and to get a lot of attention in the defensive player of the year vote. If it gets that. And when the time comes, because Joey Bosa stays healthy and has his best season. There's no reason people aren't going to start talking about him again as one of the top pass rushers in the league. And he gets that much closer to that Khalil Mack, Von Miller level of players. And that's what Joey Bosa thinks of himself. That's where we know Joey Bosa's ceiling could be, but it starts with him staying on the field. But the Chargers had a bid practice today, and it was against the Los Angeles Rams. So I do want to get into that and talk about what we saw out of day out of Chargers training camp against the Rams coming up after this. But first, I want to thank Manscaping for supporting the Locked On Chargers podcast. Manscaped is the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers the precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDONGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off at manscaped.com. 
with promo code locked on. All right, guys, it's time to get into our final segment of the day. The Rams and the Chargers are having an inner squad practice, and we've seen a lot from these practices in years past, guys. The Chargers have done it with teams like the Saints. You know, you see uh, Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees going at it, trying to throw footballs at the crossbar and all of those things. So we've seen that before. And to me, John, these are some of my favorite practices when you have the inner squad teams. We talked about it before previewing this practice, these practices with the Rams. But it was it's always nice to see the intensity level get ratcheted up a bit. And the Chargers did that today when they put on the pads against the Rams. And the first thing that stuck out to me was, of course, John, of course, one of the videos that's going to circulate from this camp is nobody guarding Aaron Donald at all. Nobody putting a hand on Aaron Donald and him having a would-be blow-up in the backfield if it was not a practice. He would have absolutely destroyed the running back. But just, of course, this Chargers offensive line would have a play right off the bat where they just don't block the best defensive player in the world. He probably would have destroyed Phillip Rivers before he could even get the handoff he was in there so fast. That's true. He went through. He went through and stopped maybe like five inches away from Rivers and waited for the running back because he's not allowed to hit the quarterback in these kind of practices. So it's it's insane. We talk about how bad the offensive line is almost every show. And right there in front of us, the best player just, oh, free door, thank you. Oh, I'm glad he destroyed your quarterback for you. Not, not one guy touches him. I cannot believe that we let that happen. I can understand if maybe it was like a linebacker getting through. Maybe they missed that assignment. But it was the best player on their team and the number one ranked player on the NFL top 100, and you just let it through. How, how are we doing this right now? How is this the chemistry offensive line that he Lynn loves? Yeah, 100%. I mean, literally, yeah, we were just talking about the NFL top 100, and he was the number one player on the entire list. So maybe not even just the best defensive player in the world, maybe just the best football player in the world. That's how good he is. But, David, it's also kind of a weird – chemistry because you got to see Eric Weddle today talking about him and Philip Rivers relationship and what it's like to be going against him today for Charger fans there's a lot of weird feelings between them and Eric Weddle but it was really weird to see the Chargers out there this year going up against number 32. Yeah I mean I think it's always a strange feeling just because you know he had some of the best years of his career in a Chargers uniform and you know obviously it's accentuated by the fact that his exit was you know going along with Chargers tradition with big ticket uh, free agents or, you know, just big time players, just it ended badly. And uh, seems like that happens uh, all too often in Chargers history. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's weird, but I think, Hey, he's on to his you know, second team post Chargers. So my connection and my feelings about Eric Weddle at this point in the game is He's uh, he's on the uh, another team. He's uh, he's uh, on a, an opposing team. He's the enemy now, and I hope he doesn't get hurt. But I hope he doesn't do well against the Chargers. Well, and he's one of the few players that has left the Chargers and still really maintain a high level of play. I mean, you saw a little bit out of Vincent Jackson before, but most of the guys the Chargers are getting rid of are not still being great players after that. We'll have to wait and see with you know a guy like Tyrell Williams. But, but it's not the normal thing that happens. I think most Charger fans are pretty numb to it at this point with Eric Weddle. I mean, the bad blood is already a few years behind us. But some of the other things that we saw during camp was Justin Jackson making a really nice play, burning a linebacker out of the backfield, and Phillip Rivers finding him, and him making a couple guys miss. That was nice to see. You got to see 
Forrest Lamp go up against a guy like Michael Brockers and give up absolutely no ground. John, did you see anything out of training camp? Anything that excited you from where you're talking about that or anything else that you saw from the Rams versus the Chargers training camp? I love that Justin Jackson touchdown. The fact that Justin Jackson is burning linebackers out of the backfield and catching touchdowns is making me think this offense is going to be even more high-flying if Melvin Gordon doesn't play. And that's against the, the defending NFC champions defense. I mean, yeah, they're not going to show their real defense at these practices because you never know what can happen later on in the year. But these guys are still very talented and one of the top defenses, and yet Justin Jackson is burning them for deep touchdowns. I have a lot of hope now for this running backs that I did before. I saw, I think, the Lightning Round podcast, one of their hosts posted something about, hey, every day that goes by with Melvin Gordon out there, I mean, unless one of these running backs get hurt, it makes Melvin Gordon look a little bit worse because these guys are showing up, and they do seem to be up for the opportunity. But, David, we really just want to see the Chargers get through these practices with the Rams and keep everyone healthy. But, I mean, the offensive line, they have their work cut out for them because if they're going up against this defensive line, it's going to be a very tough time for them. So mainly the Chargers need to keep their guys healthy, and then we can talk about everything else with Brad Motter from Locked On Rams when it's all said and done. But I'll feel better when it's over, and I know that everybody on the Chargers is going to be healthy. Yeah, no question. I mean, this is obviously a very scary time, but if you talk to the players about these joint practices, they love them because it ratchets up the intensity level. They're going to hit somebody besides their own guys. You know, they're going to actually put some effort into it. Uh, And, you know, I think the speed of which the tempo of which the Rams like to play with, I think it's only going to help sharpen uh, the Chargers, make them better going into this season. And these are the type of practices I really do think you get a lot better you know, being able to build that camaraderie because it's not offense versus defense. It's Chargers versus Rams. And you get to go up against, you know, Wade Phillips and Sean McVay, a really good coaching staff that knows what they're doing. So I hope to see more success from the Chargers against the Rams in these practices. And I hope to see the success that we've seen so far from some of these young guys like Drew Tranquil, Emeka Egbule. Uh, some people even said Kyle Wilson, who was the guy we kind of picked up off the trash heap was having a pretty good practice and has been impressing lately. And we get to see, you know, Forrest Lamp continue to be the starter at left guard. And then Dan Feeney trying to figure out if he can play center, even though he can't play guard. But that's a, that's a rant for another time. I've already given that rant today, so I won't get into it on this show. If you want to see it, go to Chargers Domination Live. Fast forward to you see the, the veins popping out of my head, and then you'll know I'm talking about Dan Feeney. But that is going to wrap things up for today's guys. We'll be back with you next week and get you up to date with everything that goes on during the weekend. So we will talk to you guys then. But until then, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page, Locked On Chargers. And you could also follow each of us on Twitter. I'm Dan Talk Sports. David is DDro619. And John Kegley is Biggest Charger fan. You can see his name when you search that on there. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's TuneIn or the Himalaya Podcasting app. Wherever they have podcasts, you can find the Locked On Chargers podcast and get the show before everyone else does. And guys, we have a lot of questions from you guys on Twitter and on Facebook, but we want to get your guys' voices on the show and the Locked On Chargers voicemail line. And you can do that by calling 323-524-524. 7924. Every voicemail we do gets played on the show, so make sure you're calling in there, guys. 
But we will be back with you guys next week. Monday, it will be game week, and the Chargers will have a football game next week. We don't have to care about whether it's preseason. The Chargers are getting on a field next week, and we'll be back to talk to you guys about it on Monday. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bulls.